Hello and welcome to another edition of the Northeast Newscast. This is your host, Paul Thompson, and we'll be talking this week with Brian Stalder, Indian Mound Neighborhood Association president and longtime cartoonist for the Northeast News. We'll kick off the episode by talking to Stalder about some happenings around the neighborhood, including the Garden Workday set for this weekend, what he has planned for the next Neighborhood Association meeting on Monday, March 20th, and the upcoming Northeast Arts KC Chalk Walk set for April 29th and 30th, for which artists are currently being registered. Later on, I'll talk to Brian about the $800 million general obligation bond issue set for the April 4th, 2017 ballot, and if you're willing to stick it out, we'll talk about possible podcast cover art ideas. Enjoy the show. All right, I've got Brian Stalder on the line now. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about here today is the Sunday, March 19th, Community Garden Day for Indian Mound. It'll go on from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Brian, can you tell me a little more about that? Yeah, um, so uh, our community garden is located at uh, 5415 St. John Avenue. Uh, mm-hmm. That's at about 30 in St. John. And um, Jenna Wilkins is... Uh, leading that effort to clean up the garden and uh, uh, start our uh, spring planting. We got that uh, garden lot, uh, or we got that lot from Land Bank many years ago, and uh, we've been slowly investing time and money into that to to make it into something that the community can use. So um, there's fruit trees that were planted there last year, and um, we're still constructing a fence around the entire perimeter. But... um, We've got uh, a water source there, and we are working with the, um, the property owner of the buildings that sit uh, right there at Hardesty and St. John to, to maintain that lot and uh, to maybe get a, an artist to, um, uh, to, to work on a mural for the garden. So the Sunday would be an opportunity for folks that have driven by the garden and not really known what it's all about to, to learn more about it. and. Uh, get their hands dirty and uh, help us uh, clean things up and uh, get planned. Right. And it sounds like it'd be a good opportunity for those with green thumbs. Uh, one of the things I noted on the on the release here is that I'll be cleaning out beds, spreading mulch, planting vegetables, and uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit more about this. Uh, I see that you can rent now a raised bed for 2017 for $10. How does that work? Um, how would somebody get in touch with you to kind of get that ball rolling? Uh, if you have any questions about that, you can uh, you can email those to president.imna at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get you the form to get started on that. Uh, or if you show up at the garden, then uh, Jenna can help you get started. Um, but, yeah, you basically pay $10 uh, for an annual uh, fee to, to get a garden bed, and uh, then you just maintain that. You can plant whatever you want, and uh, um, but the... As, as a neighborhood, as a community, we, we try and have a handful of uh, community garden cleanup days throughout the throughout the year just so that um, uh, we're, we're keeping the grass cut and, and uh, uh, you know, keeping an eye on everybody's stuff. And then we try and do a few events or, or Indian Mound meetings there in the, in when the weather's warmer. All right. Okay. Cool. So get an opportunity to get some free work in during those meetings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Cool. Well, I also see that uh, you mentioned um, meeting there. Uh, one of the other things that I noticed here is that your Indian Mound Neighborhood Association Facebook page is probably a good place to get information. 
including about your upcoming meeting. I believe that's coming up on March 20th. Can you tell us a little more about what's going on for that one? Yeah, so, well, first of all, you, you mentioned Facebook, and, yeah, I, I hope that everybody that uh, that lives in the amount uh, that has access to Facebook likes us on Facebook so that you can get all the updates about uh, different activities that are going on uh, in in the neighborhood, not just in Indian Mound, but in Northeast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we have our meetings the third Monday of every month, generally at the Northeast Library at 6 p.m., so our next meeting is scheduled for Monday, March 20th. Um, and uh, tentatively on our agenda, we're going to have uh, somebody from the city, uh, from the city mm-hmm. manager's office, to talk about uh, the geo bond issue that's uh, coming up in April, and then we may have um, a representative from uh, an organization that uh, that is opposed to the passage of the geo bond, and we may uh, have them on hand to talk about why they that group may not support the uh, the geo bond. Those are the only yeah, yeah the geo bond. Oh, go yeah, for it. those are the only two things on the agenda right now, but, uh, you know, it's also an opportunity to talk to uh, Kansas City Police Department. We usually have uh, an officer on hand at the meeting to, to answer questions uh, and to look into specific uh, crime-related issues for for our residents. Good. Well, that, that was a nice, timely tease there for the Geobond stuff. I have an inkling we're going to be talking about that here in just a couple of minutes. But I think there was one more thing we wanted to get at. I know this is a bit, uh, a little bit of the ways out right now, but we've got the Chalk Walk coming up. Uh, Northeast Arts KC puts this on annually. It's not till April 29th and 30th, which is going to be an, a Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Concourse Park, right by the fountain there. It's going to be beautiful. If last year was any indication, I know it's a ways out, but they are already looking for people to get involved. They, they, people need to sign up ahead of time, reach out to Northeast Arts KC. They can do that by going to northeastartskc at AOL.com. I know that is something that is close to you and near and dear to your heart, too. So can you maybe talk about your experience participating in the Chalk Walk? Yeah, so um, I, I used to participate in it every year. It was something I looked forward to. It's a um, it's a really fun family friendly event um, that that they've been that Northeast Arts has been uh, hosting for the last decade now, and um, you know I have four kids and uh, all various ages, and I'm always looking for ways where I can get my kids involved in community activities, and this has always been one that uh, I can bring my my kids, even my youngest kids, along and just you know, get down on my hands and knees and uh, and uh, have fun with them. And so, um, like I said, I think I did, like, maybe the first – I participated in the first four or five uh, of these chalk walks. And since, you know, I've taken on the role as neighborhood president and uh, of Indian Mound and, and uh, I've got some other, uh, you know, commitments to extracurricular activities and stuff that – I've had some scheduling conflicts and haven't been able to make it to the chalk walk the past few years, and uh, I really, I really miss it. So I'm looking forward to uh, to the chalk walk again this year, and I hope other uh, people, whether it's their first time or their tenth time, uh, will mark their calendars. Uh, it, like I said, it's all day, April 29th and 30th, and you can kind of come and go as you please. 
Cool. Yeah, and uh, I can give people a little bit of perspective from from my first experience. Uh, I you know started with the uh, Northeast News last year. Uh, it was one of the first things I covered. Super cool. Uh, you know, I don't have any kids, so I was a little worried about what kind of atmosphere I might get into. But there's some professional artists that come to this thing. Uh, I think one of the guys, sadly, it was just after the passing of Prince last year, and somebody said a pretty solid likeness of Prince, and uh, it was really well done. I know I used the photo of it in our paper. A lot of people are much better artists than me with the chalk, so I appreciate watching it. And when you get a, a, all the happy faces and all the families out there, it's pretty fun too. So very cool stuff. Um, we're all looking forward to that. And once again, if anybody wants to sign up, wants to learn more about it, reach out to northeastartskc at AOL.com. That's how you get space as well. So very cool stuff, and we'll all look forward to that. I know we've had a chance to talk about things that are happening in the community. Brian, you jumped the gun. You brought it up earlier, so I'm going to come right around back to it. Geobon, April 4, 2017 election. Everybody, you need a reminder. Set it on your phone right now. April 4, 2017, $800 million journal obligation bond is going to be up for Kansas City, Missouri voters. Question one, $600 million for streets, bridges, and sidewalks. It's going to create a city-funded sidewalk repair program, and they'll do it without homeowner, and set, uh, homeowner assessments. Question two, $150 million. That's going to deal with flood, flood control. It's going to protect homes and businesses from the dangers of flooding. Question three, uh, that's close to a lot of people's hearts in the Northeast. That's for public buildings, ADA compliance, and to replace the outdated animal shelter, which I think anybody who's been there or been around the animal shelter in Kansas City knows that that needs to get done one way or the other. The other thing that's of note in question three are the, the renovations to Corinthian Hall over the Kansas City Museum. So uh, a lot of big stuff in there, a lot of money. Uh, Brian, I know that you've got an official capacity with Indian Mound. For now, let's just ask about you as a citizen of the Northeast. What are your thoughts on the geobond? Yeah, just uh, personally, uh, I have a lot of reservations about uh, approving this uh, general obligation bond. Um, there's no question that we have a lot of infrastructural uh, infrastructure needs uh, in the city that have been uh, neglected or overlooked for years. And um, sure. uh, you know, one one of the things about um, municipal politics is it's, it's, it, a lot of it is budgetary. And um, when when you pass 800 million dollars worth of uh, bonds uh, or, or basically issue debt or use your credit card to pay for you know basic Needs like infrastructure, um, mm -hmm. you're basically you're basically freeing up money in the annual budget, um, you know, to be shifted toward other things that maybe aren't um, aren't top priority. And uh, mm -hmm. and and so, you know, I'm a huge proponent of uh, fixing sidewalks, adding bike lanes, uh, you know, repairing bridges. Uh, you know, these are basic things that the city should be doing, but but I'm afraid that by approving some of these general, these general obligation bonds that we're just uh, allowing the city to continue to dedicate a lot of their annual infrastructure budget to building more infrastructure in the Northland um, or, you know, even continuing to spend it on other things uh, uh, that maybe aren't as responsible with that money. And I just... I'm not sure that it's it's a good thing to commit Kansas Cityans for the next 40 years to increase the uh, property taxes uh, to basically just 
you know, have access to basic infrastructure improvements that they are already paying taxes for and, and should be, you know, should be getting fixed out of our annual, out of our annual uh, budget. So, um, I mean, like you, like you mentioned, the uh, Kansas City Museum is uh, something that's near and dear to people's hearts in, in Northeast, and it's been undergoing renovations for like a decade now, and right. we really would like something happen with that. And anybody who's part of any uh, social media group in Northeast has seen, you know, every day somebody's missing a cat or a dog. And right. So there's a lot of pet owners in Northeast, and, and having a new state-of-the-art animal shelter could probably um, – have a pretty uh, positive impact uh, on residents here in, in Northeast. So, right, and that's a big one right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't like to be, I, I don't like to be the the Grinch that that says no to everything. But um, right now, if if there's anything that I'm even leaning slightly toward voting yes on, it would be question three. Simply um, to get some of those uh, public projects, uh, you know, pet projects like the animal shelter and the museum and making uh, long overdue uh, ADA updates at City Hall. The thing about question three, I think, is if, if you talk to city leaders, I think what you'll find is that especially the uh, renovations over at Corinthian Hall, they, they kind of check all the boxes for, for the city. Uh, you, it's a pub, public-private partnership. And just this morning, uh, there was an announcement over at Corinthian Hall, over at the Kansas City Museum, where they announced that they'd already collected a million dollars towards the first tier of, of fundraising for their capital campaign. And I, in that sense, I think they're going to pay for almost half of these renovations with private pledged dollars that aren't coming out of city coffers. Now, of course, there's money coming out of the city as well, but it's got to be, you know, even for you who, uh, like you've mentioned, it sounds like you're you're not overly in favor of these things, but when it's splitting like that and when you're getting some, some private dollars in as well, uh, that's got to be a little more enticing for you, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think uh, the animal shelter... And the shelter same can be said for the pet. Yeah, the pet, the, the, the animal shelter as well. So. Animal shelter, pretty sure, is also raising... Uh, uh, has a pretty big fundraising campaign for private donations, and and that's that's how I think that uh, uh, you know government should work. You know, when the Kaufman Performing Arts Center was uh, was being considered, um, there was a similar situation where the city was asking for a lot of uh, public funding to build the Kaufman Performing Arts Center, and we ultimately voted no on that, um, and it got built anyway. And uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know, obviously. Um, like I said, we desperately need um, uh, to have our sidewalks fixed, and, uh, and I know that it's just it's been frustrating with folks who, who have cracked sidewalks that were uprooted by uh, trees that the city planted, and uh, it's, it's just a, it's a safety hazard. But if you call the city to try and get something done about it, they'll just uh, send you a four thousand dollar bill to, to repair the sidewalk in front of your own house. So it's kind of a um, catch twenty two, right? Yeah, absolutely. So something needs to be done about this, but I think that uh, um, asking this, asking the taxpayers of Kansas City to improve their property or to uh, approve a property tax increase for four years um, when we already, you know, have an income tax and 
moderately high property taxes um, and fairly high sales taxes, and we're, and we're building things like uh, streetcars and and, um, and and subsidizing bars downtown. That that when you're that when you're spending all of this money on on things like this, um, maybe you're not putting uh, the priority where it needs to be on uh, on you know the sidewalks and curbs and, and streets in the uh, in the neighborhoods where the taxpayers live. Right. That's a good point. Well, and, and well, let's play prognosticator here. Now we've got a chance to get your opinion on this thing. Um, one one important factor which we haven't mentioned yet is that you need just over fifty seven percent of the vote in order to pass all three of these. They're going to be on the ballot separately. So let's go down the list. What do you think the chances are? And now what what is most likely I should say? to be passed by citizens. Let's, let's go in order here. It sounds like you kind of uh, played your hand or tilted your hand here a little bit with, with question three. Uh, is that the one you think is most likely to be approved by voters or at least 57.1% of them? Well, I mean, my own personal feeling is that if I voted for any of them, it would be that because it's the, mm. it's the $50 one. It's so, the, the you know, it, it's not as much of a tax increase. And, and it deals with some pretty specific um, needs, um, and, and they're a little bit more exciting projects. And, and right. so I, I could see, I could see the animal lovers, you know, even even some of the even some of the most hardline uh, anti-tax folks, you know, if, if they're animal lovers, I could see uh, a soft spot in their heart for question three. So, and it's only fifty million, right? I mean, it's a huge number, but. Uh, much smaller than the rest. Maybe you can you wrap your head around that a little more. So if that's right, number then, one, then, then what would you think about uh, question one and question two in terms of which one is more likely? Now, question one, $600 million. That's the sidewalk one, though. Uh, they're, they're talking about repairing sidewalks without assessments, which should be quite popular. The, the flood control one, I guess, if you're looking for a benefit, it unlocks a lot of federal dollars. Now, I don't know if that moves the needle. What, what's your impression in talking to people about which one of those two is most likely? I, the way that I see it is, you know, either everything's going to pass, or there's a there's a small scenario where question three passes and the other two don't. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I an uphill battle from the city because I mean, uh, from the city's perspective, if if this doesn't pass this year, the city's going to come back to us with another proposal, probably within the next year. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean if 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 uh if fifty seven percent fifty eight percent of the city votes for question one they're gonna they're gonna approve the whole thing right. that's my feeling well, yeah yeah no that's that's not a bad thought well you know the interesting one interesting factoid i guess i i pulled it from i think it was city manager troy Schulte, so so shout out for this one uh, and it was at Maddie road center he mentioned that you know, the area of Kansas City is roughly equivalent to New York City, but they've got a fraction of the people paying these taxes in there. Um, I thought it was a somewhat compelling point, and it speaks to the fact that without a mechanism like this, it's difficult to pay for all the projects that are needed and worthy in a city. Um, maybe we'll end it on this then. How do you pay for it if not a geobon? Well, like I said, it, it, let's take let's take it out of the – uh, the annual budget. Let's let's uh, let's readjust the budget so that we're uh, spending more money on repairing the infrastructure that is already decaying and has already been built, 
instead of building new stuff in the Northland. You know, if we don't want to uh, struggle with uh, figuring out how to to uh, clear all the roads when it snows and um, all of these new needs that are happening in the Northland, um, mm-hmm. where we're seeing the most growth, maybe if the city were, you know, for the last 30 years, uh, putting more effort and money into um, the urban core and uh, fixing the roads, bridges, curbs, sidewalks there, then you would be seeing some growth in some of these areas that right now are being neglected and experiencing high crime. So, I mean, you know, I understand that uh, that this is... Do you think uh, there's enough way. in there? Um, do I think that there's enough in the in the annual budget? Yeah, I mean, it's split a lot of different ways. Well, they've cut the infrastructure budget. They've cut quite a bit of things over uh, over the past decades, and um, and then a lot of what they are using the infrastructure budget for is, you know, going to um, the areas of new growth rather than repairing mm-hmm. existing infrastructure. So, I mean, using using credit, using issuing debt to repair existing infrastructure, so you can continue to use annual budget items to build new infrastructure isn't really creating a long-term solution for maintaining all of the infrastructure that you're building. Um, Mm -hmm. And and like I said, we need to encourage growth back into the, into the city in the areas that, that we want to uh, see this infrastructure get repaired. Like I said, uh, you know, I, I want to see sidewalks and uh, bridges and curbs and and bike lanes. I want to see all of this stuff happen but I don't know if it's responsible to be issuing debt for that um, while we continue to use our annual budgetary uh, infrastructure budget to uh, to build new stuff. All right. Well, yeah, good point. I do appreciate your time. This has been good stuff. Uh, I wanted to end on a little bit of a lighter note here today, and I do appreciate you coming on and talking. But since you are the Northeast News longtime resident editorial cartoonist, and we've got a new podcast. I don't know if you know. That's what you're on right now. But uh, we're, we've got uh, – we do have a hole. We have one gaping hole, and it's cover art for the podcast. I thought if we've got the, the, the best edit- editorial cartoonist in Kansas City on the line right now, maybe we could talk to you about putting something together for us. What, what, what do you think? Would you be willing? Oh, sure. Um, you, you let me know uh, what you've got in mind. Maybe maybe I'll I'll draw – Buddy the news hound and, uh, in front of a microphone, or we'll figure it out. There you go. Uh, I'll, uh, we'll bounce, you bounce some ideas uh, off me, and I'll, I'll draw some stuff, and we'll, uh, we'll come up with something that I think uh, will be a good cover for the cover art for the podcast. I think that'll be fun. Well, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, uh, you know, get a, uh, you know, like a, a shot of the world, you know, and then right where America is, right in the middle of the map, you know, you can draw a bigger picture of the the house of news and the northeast news and we could build up some antenna there and have us shouting out into ether or something of that nature so uh i just thought of that off the top of my head i bet you we could come up with two or three better ideas if we uh chat about this a little more offline but you heard it here first he, he's agreed to do it so we're gonna hold your feet to the fire and we'll, we'll, we'll hammer something out over the next few weeks yeah sounds good paul hey i appreciate it thank you for taking the time brian all right thanks All right, Paul Thompson back here. That'll do it for our conversation with Brian Stalder, Indian Mound Neighborhood Association president and longtime editorial cartoonist for the Northeast News. You can check out those cartoons every Wednesday in our print edition. Thank you again to Brian for joining, and thank you for listening to the Northeast Newscast.